are now tuned into the Carefree Black Girl podcast, where we discuss everything Carefree Black and Girl. Hey, Hi, girl. ladies. Hey. Hi. Oh my gosh, it's been so long. It has. Can I tell you guys, I was in this cookout in the Bronx super hood. Not my scene. <laughs> That's just me. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And then. <laughs> And this guy came up to me and was just like, and this backyard cookout, by the way, with one light, so you know, it felt real teenage <laughs> It was like, one episode is not enough for me a month. So I'm like, what are you talking Wait, so, about? So no introduction, no. No introduction. He was like, hey, I, well, he just said, hey, Ivy. He was just like, you know, one, one month, you know, one episode a month isn't good enough. Now, remember, I do the Ivy show with artists, so that's what I'm thinking he's talking about. So I'm like, and I'm high, so I'm like, what are you talking about? I haven't shot an episode in mad long. He's like, no, the Carefree Black Girl podcast. I was like, oh, shit. Yes. 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 We famous and shit. I love and it. And then at this day party, July 4th weekend, I swear to God, crossed my heart. This girl damn near broke my foot like, oh, my God, I listened to your podcast. That's dope. It That's was really dope. dope. So uh, shout out cute. to everyone that listens and tunes in. This Word. week at the Vibe, actually, the guy um, was there. I've been seeing him, but I don't. I didn't like. Who's the guy? Intrude- that I, don't know, I don't know his name. I feel so bad because he's a listener. He said he was even at the first Vibe when we had like the meet and greet. Word. And. I didn't meet him, but he was <laughs> there were a lot of people at our meeting. There right. were, and there were a lot of people yeah. that like. I remember even Quana kept saying, "Go, go talk to that person." There, they listened to the podcast, but it, it was a lot going on at right. first vibe. Right, I had right, fun, right. but he um, stopped to talk to me. He even brought up your blind date. He was like, "One of y'all went on a blind date." I remember, mm. and I was like, "I just think that's dope that people are coming and they're kind of learning our personalities." And was yeah. just like, "I listen to the podcast, and that that is making them more interested in our right. brands individually." and what we do so i think that's dope shout I out think, to the yes. followers and yeah. i get a, i get I mean, a lot of like guy compliments like i mean yeah girls, it's really surprising to hear the guys it's listen. right like yeah. guys really listen and i'm like wow that's so interesting yeah i just became a co-host for um another podcast that happens like once every like quarter or something like that and i remember my my new co-host was listening and they were like wow the carefree black girl podcast is really cute and it's fun and i've never heard anything like it so i'm like Yes, my girls. <laughs> That's amazing. It's a, it's a blessing. It's a blessing yeah, to hear right. that people are receiving us. Six months in. Yeah. The whole We're movement. only six months We're the only six months movement. in. Like, even the Talk about Philly. Yeah, I was just about to talk about the Carefree Y'all, Black Girl picnic. The Carefree Black Girl cookout was so much fun and it was at a farm y'all know i was getting my entire it was life. so I was fun like, wow. <laughs> brie had her lemonade braids in <laughs> oh, yes. it was so much fun it was um super dope to go to philly that was my first time actually being in philly so really they brought me out for the carefree black girl podcast did you see I mean, any of the, the chasers no, you know what? It's so funny. As soon as I got there, I got on my Insta snap and I was like, walking these Philly streets, like, what up, me? What up, O'Melly? Like, so funny. So funny. Stop. <laughs> super I can't funny. Dodge. But it, it, was, it was super dope. It, the whole vibe, it was just like, it wasn't anything that I've been to at least all summer. I'm super proud of Kwana and the whole right. movement. Yeah, shout like, out to Kwana. Like, the work that she has put into this podcast is nothing I've ever seen. She's a one-woman show. Like, she yeah. produces. She gets us gigs. Everything. She did merch for us. Like, yeah, yeah. she just. The, the picnic. Shout is, out to Kwana. It was dope. It's 
the next one um, in New York is going to be, well, there's it's one gonna be in, in Harlem, Georgia, but the next one yeah. in New York City is in Harlem, August 12th. So come out. We're excited to meet you all and talk and vibe and have a good time. We need the and whole And I will city be there out. in spirit because by then I will be on the West Coast. Oh, for real, for real. yes, Bree. Bree is leaving us for, for greener pastures. I want to have, there was like a jam session at the Philly one. Um, they had like a drum circle and all these guys playing drums, people getting on the mic doing anything. I'm super excited for the one in New York because I just feel like it's going to be come a to my Like, come I'm to excited. My I'm excited. Right. And it's not Harlem because right. I, I rep Brooklyn. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to, to go uptown. We the need the East whole city side. out. I'm excited. Yeah. We, no, we're going to bring. But the, the only thing is. Like, you guys know, like, there's really two sides of me. There's Carefree Blacker Ivy and the Nets always strap when I hit hey. the club Ivy. Oh so it's like, it's we about to be now. in Harlem. <laughs> like, I want to definitely bring, like, your friends, your my locals, friends yeah. out. But at the same time, you know, like, I just want everybody to. I think you this know. will be a good picnic talk to to mesh, to the, mesh two. the scenes the different scenes I'm really that everybody comes from and, and it's in New York somebody made a comment in Philly um that I want to share I don't know I, I haven't sh I didn't share it before with everybody but I do want to share this comment so you could tell like the vibe of the picnic was carefree Right. And a couple dudes you could tell was like some of the hood Philly niggas that heard about it or whatever got word which was cool, which we like to see that. Right, because you know, there's so many we different sides We want to reach out of... to everybody. Exactly. Yeah. So one of them came, and somebody made a comment to me and was like, you you don't got that earthy look. You glowing. I, I don't know if I should be offended. Like, you basically just tried to say that, So like, think, everybody here got dreads and braids. And, and I think that's why this movement is super important. And agreed. then I just want to also mm -hmm. backtrack on... There isn't actually like a carefree black girl Ivy because the whole Ivy is the carefree, is the black, carefree girl. black girl. Like it's, I'm right. literally, you know, you can be a mixture of trap and soul. You could be word. your weave of one day, your braids one right. day. Right. So like, you can do all the things. I got we want to change that yeah. face of what a carefree black girl is and say right. all of this is what a carefree black girl is, and we and don't got to be so selective. And then also to comment on the way in which. I, Quana brought all four of us together. Right. All four of us are a combination of the carefree black girl. Some of us have advanced degrees. Some of us are working girls. Some of us right. do other things. Some of us have these special projects. Like Brie, thank goodness, is um, she's more of a health conscious person. And she's even having a cookbook come out. Which right. we're so Yeah, I'm super excited about we're, that. It's been stressful. But um, I think it's going to be really, really good for people who just want to, like, okay, I want to cook at home tonight. And I want it to be healthy. Um, I'm not telling everybody to, like, stop eating meat. That's so unrealistic. But, yes. I mean, just incorporating more plants doesn't hurt. So I figured I'd put together a cookbook because I get a ton of questions, too, about what I eat and why. So this is my way to kind of share it with everyone. That's yeah. awesome. Like, I'm more into art, culture, and music. Dodge is fashion. Ivy is entertainment. So all four of us come together to create the Carefree Black right. Girl, if yes. you will. Speaking of entertainment, real quick, please go check out the new series, which... IS is in. I just produced, well, I created and directed the new series Iconic, and it's based on like women who are hip hop enthusiasts 
And they're coming together to talk about like relevant icons in hip hop. It was so, very honest. <laughs> yes, IS was very honest, but I loved it because that's exactly what I was looking for. I was looking for women who were themselves and really genuinely loved hip hop. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. definitely check it out, you guys. The link is in my bio, Ivy Like Blue. So on YouTube, it's doing all right. I hope I can make it to the next episode. Right. The ne <laughs> no, I don't yeah. want to say who the next episode is going to be on. Yeah, but. you don't have to say, but just I hope my um, opinion is valued and matters. Because <laughs> <laughs> I listen to hip hop, you know. show if I remember um no you weren't so welcome back welcome Hi. back it's good to be back <laughs> right um I was traveling I was accepted to a, a series of fellowships that all kind of lined up around the same time and so I got to leave the country for a bit I came back um et cetera, et cetera. I traveled some parts of the country where like black people do live there though but they don't they don't make up like a larger population the way they do in New York and so I definitely want to talk about um, traveling while black, what that looks like, and as well as the dangers of tourism. So Barbados is gorgeous. Um, I had so much fun there. I drank a lot of rum punch, danced a lot, met a lot of tourists. The, the men in Barbados are, uh, are fun. Oh. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> Any one-night stand? Hot scala, hot scala. <laughs> I'm dying to have a one-night stand in another country. I'm you just, serious? I'm so serious. You're going to get taken. I, no, I'm oh not, because I'm going to have that knife. <laughs> So she got that knife. I had that knife, but uh, yeah, like I just always wanted to experience. Yeah, you know. But, but we just had a conversation that you only date black men. So I where only, are you going to Jamaica or Africa? Well, Barbados or, is Caribbean. No, that was so ignorant. That was mad ignorant. Rewind. <laughs> okay. So, so coming back to the to this. So Barbados yes. is interesting because how the exchange rate works is that for every one dollar American, that's two dollars Bayesian. Okay. So I was there for a week and I only spent three hundred dollars American, and I mm. was comfortable. It was there was no AC and I was hot as fuck for like what? most of it. But Ooh. apart from that, I was very comfortable. Um, and so. Countries like Barbados are, I don't want to say impoverished, but their economy is so dependent on tourism to the point where if they even had a slightest flux, influx, I mean, not influx, but if they even had the slightest um, downfall of tourism, it would severely hit the economy. And so I want to talk about a few things that affect countries like those that are so heavily dependent on tourism. Right. Mexico is kind of like that in that way. Yeah, Cuba, I loved Mexico, though. Yeah, Cuba could become that way if too many Americans go over there, and that's why there's mm. so many restrictions. They're only just now getting internet and Wi-Fi and things like yeah, that. Yeah, wow. Um, so I wanted to read, like, a few things. So stress on, on insufficient infrastructure. Many times local government aren't able to prepare for the drastic influx of people that accompany destinations, busy season, or for a special event. So, for example, like, when um, Greece, for example, when they had the, the Olympics hosted there one year, their economy crashed because they couldn't account for how many people were coming to see it, um, the price of having to upkeep all these different people, et cetera. And so 
I don't know if there's necessarily a solution, though, but I think as Americans, we are privileged in a lot of ways to be able to travel to different countries and experience different cultures to the point where we kind of sometimes cave our, close ourselves into these resorts and retreats instead of actually experiencing the culture for what it is right. and being so comfortable. And then also, there's something about having a blue passport that makes us a hot commodity in a lot of different countries. Americans, Were you on a resort Bagging. in Barbados, or did you say local? I said local. I stayed on the campus in okay. Barbados. Were you going to uh-huh. say something, Bree? Yeah, so to let everyone know for the rest of this episode, I'm not physically there with the girls, so the flow might feel a little bit different, but um, yeah, because I'm coming through Skype. But I was going to say that I totally agree with what you're saying, but I think this is when we start to realize how there's two different Americas currently right now. Like, so many people, unfortunately, can't even afford to travel within the country. Um, That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like one of those things where once you've reached that level of privilege to achieve getting a passport, then how do you act with that? And I mean, to be quite honest, um, it's been newly introduced to the Black community as traveling being popular. Um, as far as going in solo traveling or group travels, you know, Travel New York did um, a really big push with that just for our generation. So I think in this conversation, we just have to keep mindful how unfortunately there are still a big group. Because when you can say Americans, it can kind of group the larger people together when in actuality, a lot of Americans don't even have passports when they're Americans of color. True. True. That's really true. I didn't really get my passport until about like two, three years ago. Yeah. And I think in that way, I'm kind of privileged because I got my passport when I was two years old. Like I'm a first generation child. Yes, you know. Yeah. My parents came to this country in the 70s and 80s. So for me to have that ability to leave this country at a moment's notice was was always an option for me. So the ability to travel. I mean, being an American is a privilege in a lot of ways. But at the same time, we still... How do I say this? Um, being American is a privilege. However, there is still poverty that we have to deal with, lack of health care, resources. There are some places in the world that don't have fresh fruit and produce, produce for example. Um, and so when you are an American who you may not be that financially secure, but you're secure enough to where you can travel, there's right. still these other pitfalls that you have to negotiate. How your ability to travel to one country could also be detrimental to that country. Um, you know what's crazy because I never thought about it like yeah. this. Like I'd be going to countries trying to turn up. How you how that statement in itself that uh tourism countries depend on tourism is mm-hmm. like crazy. It's mind blowing to think well, how those places But to be are. honest, the US isn't too much of a difference. Like regardless of us being totally like a capitalistic dominant society, Trump is really hindering a lot of our tourism which is directly affecting certain aspects of our economy. So it's almost like we have, it's, it's a hard conversation to have, I guess, from the American perspective right now, because I'm sure there's people listening and saying like, yeah, being an American is a privilege, but we're also going through a lot of our own shit and we need to like worry about ourselves before yeah. stepping in and putting our heads into other people or other countries' um, policies. Yeah. Understood. We yeah. got to get it together in America. Hopefully. I'm 24 and I'm like freaking scared. I got to pay for health insurance in about two years. <laughs> I know. So Tell like, me about it's it. It's like, oh my God. I just want him to be. 
out. Like, you know his press, the secretary, whatever, press the secretary, how does it go, I Sean Spicer? Yes, quit. Yeah, I know. But yeah, it's I'm also, not surprised. He I'm not surprised to, because... Yeah. He wasn't even qualified to have that job, let's be real. Yeah, he was under, he's severely underqualified. He was incompetent. And on top of that, the media just hounded him. It was to the point because he, had, he couldn't do his job right. He couldn't do his job, and he basically was pushed out. So, um, but another thing I also wanted to talk about in terms of um, tourism is the local job market and how it's affected. In tourism destinations, they tend to rely on the weather for tourism dollars um, and for resorts and things like that. So what this means is that for many, if not for most of these jobs, seasonal. So basically, what I'm trying to say is that tourism creates. Um, it turns certain seasons into places where the, where the economy gets the most of its money. And then when the tourism leaves, so does that influx of money. And it's kind of a, a catch-22 because the country creates an... The country from that respective... The government from that respective country creates an environment in which the country becomes dependent on these tourism money, and then when it leaves, so does that money. So in a lot of ways, it is on the tourists that they create this, but at the same time, the government makes it so um, they become dependent on this kind of, this kind of influx of commerce. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily something that can be solved or fixed, but it is something that could really set back a country from flourishing and growing and becoming better. Um, yeah. But yeah, but yeah Bree, I know that you've also traveled. I don't know if we've traveled about as much, but I know you've also left the country recently too, like me. Yeah, um, so for my, my actually, the first time I left the country, I went on my own for five months. So it was a very eye-opening experience. Um, I had never realized what being an American meant until I left the country. More particularly, I never meant, realized what being a Black American meant until yeah. I left the country. Um, I think also my host country, so I went to South Africa for five months. I think particularly going to a country um, they had apartheid 20 years ago. Um, but cause I went in 2000, oh my God, y'all, 2017. Yeah. I Wait, went in 2015. Mm-hmm. Bri, um, real quick though, can you explain again what apartheid is for those at home who may not know? Oh, okay. So apartheid is, uh, essentially class segregation, but it's a little bit different than basically black and white. Like it was in the United States. Um, the best way that I can compare for people who know American history is very, very similar to Jim Crow. But there was about four um, racial groupings, unlike in the South where it was colored or whites. Um, South Africa history is so unique, I think also because they were a settler colony, basically meaning that when colonization took place on the continent, um, people from European countries decided to settle in South Africa as opposed to um, just using the land and kind of like controlling the people, they actually took over the government and overthrew um, a lot of the the tribal um, governments and things like that. So it's a little bit different than America. It's kind of hard to explain. Like I said, it has such a unique history. But the best way to kind of explain it in a short sense for this to listeners is like very similar to Jim Crow but with more racial categories. Yeah. It's also kind of interesting that you went to South Africa. I haven't been back to Nigeria since I was like two years old, Um, but I'm always very curious about the ways in which um, 
black Americans see Africa, and I know you and I have had these conversations before, that when black Americans go to Africa, whatever part of Africa they choose to go, is a kind of reclaiming of the land that was for all intent and purpose taken from them or they were taken from it. Um, and so I always wonder, like, is it possible for black Americans to appropriate Africa and make it into this monolith of some place that where they can go and have all of their problems solved. And there's always, and I know it's, it's a very tense conversation because I, and I always struggle to talk about it because I do have the privilege of knowing where exactly in Africa I come from. I still have family there. I still have dual citizenship there. And so I'm curious to hear your side of it also. What, what does it look like to be a black American who goes back to Africa and has to relearn that part of themselves again? Oh, oh just and before you start that, um, I just want to say, like, when uh, Trump was running and they were doing all the jokes, remember all the little jokes, like, we going back to Africa. Nigga, I'm like, damn, you going to want our asses over there? No. <laughs> like, so. I mean, for me personally, um, it was a very eye-opening experience because for the first time, like, okay, so I went to the township of Longa. Mm -hmm. Unlike a lot of people who go to the country for more touristy things, um, I went for work. I worked, I worked at an HIV AIDS organization, so unfortunately I didn't get to do all the travel or all the tourist types things because I was there doing work. Mm -hmm. But um, I talked to a lot of old people. That's my thing. If you know me, I'm probably talking to the oldest person in the room. It may be a little bit weird, but like I like hearing stories from them. They like they just always tell me really, really interesting stories. Wait, so I'm gonna pause you there. Oh, sorry. I'm gonna pause you right there, but that's also just like a really important thing as a young person that if I were to give anyone any kind of advice, like talk to your elders. It's so important because I think about all of the family history that died with my grandmother that I never got to learn because I didn't, I was too young to realize how valuable she was. So like, it, what's the saying that like when, when an elder dies, a library dies with them or something like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, go on. Yeah. So like, I totally like found myself, um, doing almost a, an exchange of culture. So just to kind of paint the scene also, when I got there, um, it was a week after the Charleston shooting and when I was there for a week and a half, Sandra Bland had died. So me, I was already emotional. Um, I think it was a time where I was just like, wow, do I even want to go back to America? Like, this is what I have to deal with. Um, Sandra Bland's death hit me the hardest. Um, I think just because, like, hearing her personality. So, and seeing how similar it was to mine almost. Um, so going there... I was already overwhelmed with questions. They're like, oh, like, what's it like to be, you know, black in America? They're like, oh, like, are they shooting you all? Because the way the news travels, regardless of how you look at it, certain people control the news around the world. Um, so the way that it kind of got into the townships was that it was reverting back to Jim Crow and that we were in the streets protesting and they were just opening fire. So um, I had to, like, kind of clear up some misunderstanding from what we were experiencing as black Americans. But I will say that I was um, received in such a positive manner. Um, a lot of them, I, I think because I also wore my natural hair, a lot of people thought that I was South African, um, which is the interesting part. And this is why I say it kind of opened my eyes because um, when I would go into restaurants or to shops that were owned by white Europeans, they would treat me like garbage until I opened my mouth and they heard my American accent. And I just would leave the stores after that because I'm not going to give you my money when 
treating me like shit because you thought I was from here. That's crazy. So then question, yeah. so I guess the question I want to ask you is, um, being a black American, what were some, so like some of the things that you just experienced as discrimination, um, what were some of the privileges, I guess, being a black American in a black country? I think it was being able to leave the townships. So, um, South Africa, regardless of what they put on TV, I mean, you can put your Instagram feed. When people go to South Africa, they typically go to Cape Town. So I should just physically say that. So South Africa is a country. So -hmm. where I was specifically, I was in Johannesburg and I was in Cape Town and I was in Port Elizabeth, which is kind of towards the Indian Ocean. So mm-hmm. I traveled around a bit in the country. And I will say that the poverty in that country is mind-boggling. I believe it. Um, it's almost disheartening, though, because I can see so, I see so many clear, distinct signs of, just because I study history of how black Americans went wrong, almost being too open to wanting to um, have white allies mm-hmm. or white help, I guess I should say, and how that kind of hindered our growth and our expansion for social rights, I see it happening there. So it was eerie. I think a lot of my privilege though did come from the fact that at the end of the day, I can go somewhere with a toilet, I could go somewhere with running water. Um, I made a conscious effort to never take pictures in the township though. Um, I was very cautious to not kind of exploit the area as far as like, oh, like look, they pee in this pole. Like I didn't want to do that. That was almost really disgusting to me. So I did try to like take images that showed how beautiful the country was um, and to show people that I'm not, you know, living in a safari because that's a lot of the mis, um, yeah, the, yeah, misconceptions the people have. That the black people live in trees and they're nothing but like animals running around and they have no running water and whatever kind of nonsense that the West portrays about Africa, that's just untrue. So you won't take charge, yeah. okay? Girl, I know mind. Go do your thing, girl. I'll be quiet. Yeah. I know lie. Baby, when I say it's your time, you say make a whole tight. Now she says she won't give me she that. She give me African ways like T.Y. Ah. She won't give me that work like Rihanna. Yeah. Cherry Bush, rotate TD like a tie. Yeah. She didn't make one stand ovation. I back her down cause inflation. The lip parts, the good parts, the good part. Yeah, the lip um, Because I think we all travel. Like I mean, you went to Florida. She was in Barbados. I'm a traveler. (laughs) But like, I think it's also super important to travel. Not not only like for money reasons and like for other countries, just to have a better understanding of life. Mm -hmm. Um, Um, If there's a map, be all over it. Literally. So, <laughs> so I was just telling, like, someone, I had, like, went to a baby shower this weekend, and I'm, like, the last grandchild that doesn't have a kid yet. So one of, like, the cousins that I haven't seen since I was, like, two was just like, oh, my God, like, you don't have kids. What's up? Like, are you, gonna, are you thinking about kids? And I was like, I haven't even seen Africa yet, so I'm not thinking about a kid. Like, I really think for me personally – I want to travel the world to have something to teach my kids yes, and, and yeah. give them experiences. So when they get of age, that because I don't know any, like I don't want to be that parent. Like I mean, 
my mom doesn't even have a passport, but she always encouraged me to travel because that was something she didn't do. Yeah, mm-hmm. and exactly. I want I want to be that parent that is telling them where to go when right. they get to those countries and, and, yeah. well, and what taking to my do. Kids you know what I'm saying? Every like, year, making sure they go right. Travel. Like my mom, like I said, she's super supportive of me traveling, but it's still a disadvantage because she never really had tips for me when I did travel. Like I did my research, of course. But then part of me was like, I'm going to get lit. Like, even in Mexico, um, I, lo- I lost the group. And I ended up having to take a cab back to the <laughs> oh hotel. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah, it's because this strip is lit as fuck, yo. I don't, can we curse? We could curse. Yeah, right? this is our podcast. We can curse. Right. If you like, curse, you can curse. I don't curse. Yes. Whatever, Dodge. Shut <laughs> up. So I feel like, like that, nah. I need to go first off. The hotel I stayed in, Secrets Divine, I needed... Or I prefer to go back with a nigga because wow. <laughs> those showers, they got the overhead and then like the, oh my oh God. God. No, I, it was like a scene out of power in my head I've going on. I always said like I wanted to trap, be able to travel the world with my husband first before like we have kids. Well, no, I want to travel by myself. By yourself. With a husband. Yeah, I'm here about traveling. Because I'm really so trying to get yourself, laid yeah. all over by the By yourself world. and with them. Well, see, okay, traveling by yourself now. I have been dying to go to Cuba. Oh my gosh, dying. Even before it's been a thing, you know, like I'm dying to go. So when I actually just went to Florida in May, I was, I wanted to, I wanted that to be a Cuba trip for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I didn't have a crew. I couldn't find nobody to go with, like who was financially ready. And like, I'm a person that if I say something, it's going to happen or I'm, you know, right. I'm gonna make it happen. Like, I'm not that friend that you gotta, I can't plan a trip with Dodge because we ain't going right. or I'm gonna end up in limbo, you know? So <laughs> it was a couple people who was like playing games or whatever, but it was a point where I was like, you know what? I'm going by myself. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously we're talking about Cuba. So it's different than like, uh, when I used to live upstate, I used to come mm-hmm. to New York City by myself all the time. But that's different than saying, like, I'm going abroad to Cuba by myself. And my mom was like, hell no, you ain't going I- to Cuba by yourself. <laughs> and I'm like, but ma, like, I need some, find me a crew, find me right. some writers. Like, no, I- we out. I've been saying I wanted to go to Cuba. Like, so I've then been let's looking- plan a trip. Girls trip. We I want to see that movie too. I do. Girls trip. But let's plan a trip. I just don't real. believe in paying for movies. Who got to pay for them? The dude? Unless it's, yeah. Unless it's matinee. So I'm you not, don't go to friends' movies yeah, with we, your girlfriend? Yeah, we go to matinee or like my best friend, her job gives her like $10 movie tickets. But I do not have time to be paying no. $17 for a ticket when I can just order that shit for $4.99 on demand. Well, you better pay or, the singer price. Like, <laughs> y'all two are right. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm not like one time I went to the movies by myself. Matter of fact, but I like if I go by myself. Also in the Bronx, they have this eight dollar Tuesday, so I go. Then I'm not paying seventeen dollars yeah, for like that's I just you. I, that's just absurd. Like. Is the bitch in the movie gonna sit next to me and watch it with me? Because if not, <laughs> you can keep. I'm gonna keep my seventeen dollars, and y'all can. Cause what the y'all no leisure time honestly, is so expensive. Honestly, I hadn't seen. I haven't been to the movies in so 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 long. Y'all, we gotta finish this segment about and travel, travel, travel while black, <laughs> while black. Well, I say this: travel, like travel, travel, travel. If you can, say if you can. Um, you know what we should have had? Oh, and, and also, 
Yeah, go on, Brie. What, what you were saying? Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, travel. But, like, you can also travel in this country and see a plethora of different places. I love Absolutely. Like, where I'm moving, y'all, there is no black people. Yeah. Like, the U.S. is so diverse. Like, if you don't have coins to get a passport right now, like, take a bus trip with friends. Take a car trip with friends. Like, I really want to travel go to in this country, and you'll too. be mind-blown. And I want to go see the Grand Canyon. Oh, But yeah. super good app that you guys should get on is Hopper. Okay. Because How's it spelled? H-O-P-P-E-R. Okay. Hopper. Right. So, basically, what it does is, like, it tells you when flights are on sale. It lets you know, like, when they're super low, when they're super high. And, like, you can put in the app um, when, this is a free motherfucking advertisement, but um, you can put in the app, like, I'm going to Amsterdam for my best friend's birthday, so we put in, like, the dates or whatever, and it tells us when it's best to book. Mm-hmm. Is this true? You going to Amsterdam? No, I'm really going oh, to Amsterdam. Yeah, so it's true, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. true. Why do you think it was not true? <laughs> No, I didn't know if you she was have... using it as an example, like, no. oh, okay. to describe the app. Now we're really going, and um, we're going from, like, the 11th to the 17th in October. So cool. we're super excited to smoke dope in another country. That's so cool. Have Gym. fun. I want to yeah. go to Cuba. I want to go to Cuba, Being too. that I'm Cuban. My next trip that I'm planning, though, is to go to Ghana. Particularly, though, um, Ghana has, like, a lot of... Um, Old slave trails. Oh, yeah. I thought you like said old that, slaves. Yeah. And I'm trying oh, to see like, I'm that. going over there to freedom. <laughs> oh my god! So, <laughs> just saying. I want to go to South America too, but all, but also because I kind of want to see for myself if the colorism issue is as bad as what I've heard. And that's another thing I wanted to talk about. Oh right. When you're traveling while black and having to negotiate if you're darker skin or lighter skin, because I've heard things in the DR about how they won't let you into certain areas if you're too dark. What? I've heard this. Isn't like that. I, I Haiti heard next that. door? Hmm? Haiti is literally next door. But Haiti and they the have DR have had, a, have had a long and painful history. I mean, yeah, I know, but that's girl. so, like, it's I mean, crazy. Not be ignorant, that's, but that's everywhere. So, that's in America. Is you shitting me? A, a light skinned girl. You know, that's everywhere. That's like, not. I don't know. Like, sad. I just never really, like, I know it exists, but you've never experienced it? I've never experienced it. I've I've seen my like let me not put people out there, but I've seen like seen it happen to the people, but I've always spoken up about it. Like in high school, I remember like I would hang out with the guys, and this like regular light skinned girl would walk past, super regular, like regular on the regular regular right regular regular, and they would be all beasting of her, and then this beautiful dark skinned girl would walk past and it would be like no one ever saw, like breathtaking beautiful, like. Mm-hmm. That's the only time that, and I would like call them out. Like, first off, you guys don't even deserve a, a woman like her. You feel me? Like, so I just feel like you just gotta call people out on it. You can't just be like, oh, that's crazy. Like, anytime I see it happen, I really call it out. That's a generational thing. That's gonna you think take it's a generational a lot. thing? I think yeah. Just um, like I oh, you know what I watched the other day? Thirteenth. That, oh yeah, that I watched documentary on Netflix. Oh, the 13th. Oh my god. Yeah. So it I took just me a minute it. to get through. And even yeah. when somebody made that point, like you know, the slave masters had children, and they had children. Mm-hmm. So those, their people, grandchildren, and whatever descendants of these slave masters or whatever, who are teaching their children 
how they view us Mm -hmm. or even in schools if we teach slavery in schools forever and ever then of course right from the schoolhouse you're showing black children that white children are superior to them or whatever Mm -hmm. especially if that's already what's being taught in school I think that issue of racism and everything will just be around forever and it's just stuff that we we don't have to take it Mm -hmm. um but I do think that the problem is so many levels and it's so deep and it's it's good to talk about it and to be aware it's definitely good for people to be aware I think that's the best thing that we can do Mm -hmm. is to make each other aware in our own race but it is something that's just there like and white I, I and black think, will always be an issue. Yeah, but I also think not um because I hate it so much like the whole like color um what's the word I'm looking for? You 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 know colorism. this blue. Right, cl- colorism. I feel like that's what made me so attracted to dark skinned men because I'm like I'm going to love them. I don't care what nobody says. I'm going to love them so. I guess dating preferences um another I guess way to incorporate traveling is through vacations um have you ever been on a vacation I no, have unfortunately I haven't I have actually yeah I went with a whole bunch of girls me too all my trips fest. have been like doly, doly trips or right. girl trips I'm going Which on a vacation a before I turn 25 I'm go- well I'm going on a vacation in 2018 maybe 2017 so my ex from two years ago and i him and i like traveled across the country right before i started my graduate program dope yeah we like yeah we went through the entire like midwest of the country we like went to new york to Car trip? the first time no we went on a bus for three days oh wow it was wow. horrible i don't ever want to do that again but like him and i went to the subway trees huh <laughs> what did you say Bree? she said she understands oh i said oh. i understand buses yeah. are picky Horrible, horrible, horrible. We went to the Sequoia trees together and we went camping and then we went to New York and like we yeah, we had like a whole like week of just, you know, vacationing together. That's so cute. And like honestly, I feel like vacations are definitely a marker of how serious a relationship could ever be because if you could make it through and you don't want to kill each oh, other, yes. y'all two may as well get married at that point. Like <laughs> so So for me, my boyfriend, um, he from the hood or whatever. It's like no. But yeah, really, he's from Newark and he's first generation. Um, he's Haitian. So I was like, oh, like, let's go on a trip. Can I tell y'all my boyfriend has never been on a plane? Are you serious? He's serious? been on a vacation. Oh, my God. He's gonna, he's gonna, he might be miserable on this plane. I don't know. No, we, we went already. So he was a bit nervous. Um, I can totally understand why. But, I mean, I've always flown when I was younger just to go see family and stuff. So then I realized I was like, Dad, like, I obviously had a privileged childhood to, you know, be used to flying on a plane. So um, I think it was really cool to share that experience with him. Our first trip, we went to Miami. He's never been. 
So um, we just had a lot of fun. We had a lot of like cultural stuff that we looked at. We went to museums. Um, yo, food. I travel for the food. I don't care what nobody says. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. So we had MAGA food, and then this time, um, we went to California a few weeks ago. Um, so we went to San Fran. We went to Oakland. Um, and then we went to go looking for some houses for me to stay at in um Central Valley. And I mean, we we travel. I guess because we live together, traveling together isn't that hard. But um, it's just it's yeah, it's vacations show you a lot about your relationship. Absolutely. Listen, you don't. So know, yeah. But so it's not okay because the way you guys are making it seem like you know when I asked was like if Aubrey or if you can last on a vacation. I thought like when you go on a vacation. It's liquor and sex. <laughs> so where does the problems come in at? Because sign me up for no, the liquor and the sex. People, like, if you never shared a space. True. I mean. With somebody. But, but isn't like, that. I mean, I feel like. Say? I feel or like people. if you haven't. If you haven't really been. Like, you shouldn't go on vacation. I don't know. I would never go on a vacation. And I know, like, guys be flying girls out. But I don't think. I'll be able to go on vacation with a guy that I've never at least spent two days back to back with. Right. Yeah, but everybody different. Okay. Everyone's different, though. Everybody Dodge different. Dodge like, because I can go. No, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. No, honey, I'm not saying that because um, my vacation, we spend consecutive days. Because yeah, yeah. I think with, with okay. my ex and I, we lived together for a little before we finally um, traveled together, too. Um, so we didn't want to kill each other when we were traveling. Well, but then he did some annoying shit though. But then, like at the end of it, I was like, "All right, yes, shoot, I be wanting to kill the nigga in New, in York. New York, shit, right. right in Brooklyn." <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, like I said, this Cancun shower, y'all. Like, I just, I just saw it happening for me. Like, and I'm just also tired of going on vacation with girls getting drunk and taking cold showers. If I can find like one night stand beef and other countries because it's on my bucket list. I want to try different beefs in different countries. I don't just care. Make sure call to me wrap what you it up. Definitely condoms. I always bring them just in case. Call me what you want to call me. I don't care if y'all judge me. I just feel like No, they're not going to judge so, people be I'd rather have yes. sex with 20 guys all over the world than 20 guys in New York City. That's that's how I feel. Then, that's the same then, thing. You though. don't have to see them after you're done with them. Exactly. We're okay, and and then you're cultured. That's let's, what I call. Let's play cultured. <laughs> but can I say something so, about that? Yeah. What happened? Okay, so like, my only apprehension, or I shouldn't even say apprehension. So this goes back to a long time of you know most American tourists being white, I guess, because there's this like stereotype about American women being fast. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So yeah. men will approach mm. you crazy wow. because they found out that you're American. Like it's the weirdest kind of thing. But where I lived, like I guess girls kind of were okay with like having guys spend the, the weekend in their apartment and just meeting them or like this one girl they thought she was missing. They sent out like they got the police involved, everything. Like she was just at this guy's house and didn't tell nobody. <laughs> oh my God. She was, that's the thing though. I don't want to spend the night with you. I like, I want to just do what we do. Either you go back to where you That's so funny. Wait, can I share a story real quick? So I went to Puerto Rico with a group of friends um, this past year. It was, there was six of us. There were four girls, four girls and two guys. And 
can I just tell y'all, we was in on the beach in Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. and one of the girls, I woke up in the morning, we got an Airbnb. I wake up, and the nigga who we bought weed from on the beach is sleep on a dang on couch <laughs> in the Airbnb. Y'all, I felt so disrespected, violated. For one, why did you bring your niggas from the beach back to the crib? Like, bruh. No, so they could leave, but they ended up staying. So I get that. They ended yes. up. Staying. I feel like if you if you but come in and do what you do, I think you should talk to the whole group before you bring somebody that everybody done paid for this apartment. Oh, so uh, now yeah. he knows where you're staying. So. And now he knows I where we're staying. And he on the couch. I get. I think, and that's why, like, when I, I don't know, like, I, I would never bring a guy back to a hotel room that I'm sharing my best right. friend because it's like, no, I wouldn't either. Guys where? that I want, they're not even. They got. They own set up. They right. Me. I want the guy with his you own setup. You don't need setup. to come to my yeah, Airbnb. It's also kind of like Please girl stay code, nice so I could be Yeah, like, no. exactly. That's also a major violation of a girl code. You right. don't bring a dude You don't bring a dude back. Where, where, right. you, where you and your Where we stay. all like, stand. First off, exactly. It so. was also super cute. Remember on Sex in the City 2, um, when Samantha found the guy in the club that she thought was so hot and he wanted to take her that he night. Right. She was like, not tonight. Um, it's the girls' night. And yeah, Kieran like was just like, I'm so proud of you. Like, you don't do that. You don't turn down guys, but you know this is mm-hmm. a girl's trip. This is a girl's trip. I thought that was super cute. I yeah. don't know. Like, yeah, like, I just, I'd rather just go What's everybody's dream um, vacation? I guess we all have, like, a lot of different spots we want to go to, but if yeah. you could just off the top name one country you would go to, mine is Tokyo. Mine's is the Maldives. Damn, I don't Maldives. Know. There's so many places I want to go. I don't know if I have a dream one, though, but any place where the beach is beautiful and the water is clear. You know, I want to go to Oaxaca. That's where I want to go. I want to go to Oaxaca in Mexico. Okay. I okay. think it's because, like, my mother has had it put in my head that it's a scary place, and if you're an American, you'll get kidnapped. But I just want to go to see if that's – I just want to go and see what I'm missing. I want to go see the pyramids. I want to go to the nightclubs. I want to go to the museums. I want to have my booty out on the beach. And make it back home. Yeah. And make oh, it my back God. Home. Would y'all go to a nude beach? I Wait, would. Brie, where's your place? Brie, where's your country? Um, okay, so if since I already said Ghana, my second would be Thailand. Really? For Why? one, because the food. Oh, yeah, Lord, I heard the food. the food in Thailand is amazing. And for two, the jungle. Where in the jungle? Like the Congo? I just want to sleep in the jungle. No, I in went, Thailand. I went oh, in to, Thailand. Yeah, okay. I want to go to Thailand, I'm not really big too. on animals. And I love animals. <laughs> I love na- I'm surprised I said to I've always just been interested in Tokyo um, because the of that. Fashion, the fast life, the fashion. The fashion is amazing. The, yeah. I heard. But I heard it was I'm really surprised cool I didn't say a place with the beach because I really do love the beach. Like, I've had my movie at one with along. nature. It's just, ugh. I, we went to the rainforest in Puerto Rico. Um, it was like a trail to a waterfall, and I dead took off all my clothes, like walking the trail. Like I was like, you know what? My That's the thing. Like to get I feel like this. I like the idea of a jungle, and I like the idea of like the rainforest. But guys, I freaking have a heart attack when I see the bodega cat. So, girl, you and me both. <laughs> I'm uh, good on the when animals. I first seen that, y'all. When I first discovered that in New York City they be keeping the cats, they have cat. Guys. That is, 
Y'all want to catch just be no. laying on the loaves of bread, um, on the last rack of chips, on my, the beers, my on the beers. No. Like Get that is so disgusting. You like, think so? I don't. I don't mind the no, bodega. I, I don't. Like I cats. don't like. I can't take a cat. I was raised. I hardly could take my dog to think they're like a devilish demonic I creature. Just, they're not demonic, but they're very like they have very sinister ways about them. They're very sneaky. They're very, they're mean, very disrespectful. Yeah. They're very cats. needy. They just be laying their asses everywhere they feel like laying. They have no type of respect for authority. So I got bad attitude. Mm-hmm. I'm a cat. <laughs> nah, but I just was never like I get it like they keep the mice away, but nigga, clean your house. It's all right. I'm not I'm good on cats. Like Yeah, I'm so good on I'm cats. Good. I'm yeah. also chill on cats. But Yeah, so oh my gosh. So speaking of traveling, since we're on that topic, I guess I can talk about well, first, I want to tell y'all, I went to Florida last month for one. I went to see my family. How was um, that? It was, hmm. <laughs> the family part of it was awesome. It was great to see my family. I'm like one of those girls. Like, my heart is my family. If I'm with my family, I'm one. No, I'm, I'm happy, not that but, girl. Um, I am. You're not that girl? <laughs> no. Neither I'm that am I. I'm sorry. I'm no. that girl with my family in Florida. I'm that girl that gets there and be like, often, when are we leaving, mom? But. I thought that I was going to Miami as well on this trip. Like, my family is from Bradenton, Sarasota, Bradenton and Sarasota, Florida. So, that's, like, very country. And I thought I was – I went for two weeks. I thought for the first week I was going to be with my family. The second week I was going to be in Miami. So, like, I had to pack so much. And most of it was surrounded around Miami, which was crazy. I bought all these like spicy outfits and I was just stuck in a dirty. So it was like, eh, whatever. But um, I just, I guess I could tell you guys about like how I pack and how I get ready for vacations. So I'm a list person for one. I'm pretty sure I say oh, that yeah, all I'm the time. A I'm a lister. Yes. Yeah. So like for me, if I, I went from May 31st to June 14th. So like those dates were all listed out. I think, I think it's just. If you care, you know what I mean? I think that um, when we go on trips and stuff, we, especially with social media, everybody doesn't go on trip. No, nobody goes on trips for social media, but the pictures pictures. are a huge part of it. We will admit that. Like, I'm not going to be the girl to be like, I'm shoot, I'm about to get my pics when I go to Miami. Facts. So um, I think listing out looks is always helpful for me um, a couple weeks before I go just to make sure I have everything I need. I list out, like, even if I have, all right, I'm going to wear this graphic this one day, but I'll write a circle because I might need a bottom or some shorts mm-hmm. for that still. So I think listing out outfits is always but a good at thing. at the same time, you never, like... You, you can, don't go you with what you ever, want. Yeah, like, no, in Cancun, you I don't might not wear that outfit on that day, but it's still going to help you with having enough of Close, outfits or right. kind of having some type of order. And I never not kinda, travel without some kind of freakum dress. That's just me, though. It, mm-hmm. What I what? Without some kind of freakum dress? Freakum. I always have yes. more bathing suits I was going to say, those are also essentials. Make sure. So, like, okay, for me, listing is important. Outfits, make sure you know I got enough. And I overpack underwear. I, I overpack. overpack underwear. I, I just said I pack more bathing suits than underwear, A freakum dress really? is always yeah. very important. I'll be I don't, out here. <laughs> don't travel without for ladies 
without a club outfit. Something to wear to the club for sure. You don't want to get left behind. Right. <laughs> um, definitely a pair of heels, even if it's a casual trip or whatever. It's just a black pump, a nude, whatever, just something casual. Even if you just wear a black, even if you bring a black freakum dress, like Quana just walked up in the studio looking right, like I, she just came up off the set of Quana. Push It video set or something. So. <laughs> That's always important. I think um, also, you know, having your comfort clothes, make sure you always got sneakers. I'm a person that is, I will go on a seven-day trip and have 10 pairs of heels and be like, dang, I don't even have no sneakers to run to the grocery store in. Like, so make sure, you know, you have your freakum dress always, even if it's business, always have a casual outfit, I think, planning ahead. And, um... Again, you know, I always say, guys, mix those simple pieces with the um, extravagant pieces, mix, mixing casual and luxury, lux with the casual. Um, I also want to talk about. <laughs> Kelly being a predator, please oh, can we go there? Let's talk about please, it. Please, please, I'm so please. Because I've been sitting over here. I've been sitting over here. Patience. Okay, so talk before about we get R. Kelly. into the who has read the BuzzFeed article so far? Has, yeah, I've, I've, I've read. Okay, so we've all we're the all whole. I've read so can I tell you something? Yeah. What happened? Yeah, Brie, what's up? Okay, so like I'm doing this thing right where like I don't do social networks or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I tried to go in there and do my Googles and like look at what's going on. But I feel like black Twitter would have covered this so much better than Google. And yeah. I feel like I missed the opportunity to have it really like but yeah. I'm sure there's black a ton Twitter of threads that really I need to read that hilarious. I have Or you know, so someone give me like the black version or the black media version of how this story kind of like unraveled. So basically what happened is that BuzzFeed um, released an article that was an exclusive on how R. Kelly has essentially a harem of young women in his apartment. But the reason why he can't technically be prosecuted is because all of the girls are considered of the age of consent. Mm-hmm. So what he's doing, while he's doing, what he's doing, while it is gross and completely disgusting, it's technically not illegal. There have been alleged claims that he controls what the women, what these young wear, girls wear, eat, eat drink, dress, looks how, like. Yeah, how they have wait. sexual conducts. Like he, he records what they're doing, and he's allowed to do all this because they're all of the age of consent. He right. can't, like legally no one can stop him. Wait, yeah. so he's there with them? Mm-hmm. So he's there with can them? I, can I give you the Ivy version, though? Yeah, of course. So this is the Ivy version. This is what R. Kelly is out here doing in these streets. He's getting a bunch of young bad bitches. Under the age of twenty one, but still eighteen, I'm I putting them up. Was twenty two, putting them up in these nice ass apartments. Oh, you know he got properties, and he basically like trapping these girls with the idea of that he's gonna put them on to like success, career, like all this you know music thing. They're aspiring musicians, 
Oh, now. so they're doing it. So for, wait, I have a question. So they're doing it because they think they're going to get right. some kind of That's how he meets them. Like he some meet, kind of contract or something? He met they some got of them. Yes. Some of them were talent. Some of them are talent, but met their met their fathers too and shit. And their no, like yeah, this oh right. God. The one girl that is speaking out, well, families that's speaking out, and I have so many questions about their motives because basically this girl that you know the family is claiming that um, R. Kelly has kidnapped or whatever or has like hostage. She went to an R. Kelly concert with her mom. And then R. Kelly brought, like, her and her mom backstage. And her mom was like, my daughter wants to be, you know, a musician, blah, blah, blah. So R. Kelly was like, okay, I'm going to help you. So a couple times her and the mom went to the studio with R. Kelly. And then the mom, like, fell back and just started letting her daughter go to the studio by herself. Okay, now, this was back before 2017. So this is where my motives come in. Well, my motives, my questioning of their motives. Because my thing is, this man is a known predator, whether we want to believe it or not. Aaliyah was 15 and he was right. 27 when they dated. This man was my age. Like, and, this is, and this is why I, I kind of like with black people, like I get it. We want to stick together at the wrong moments. We want to always hide shit and put shit under the rug. This man might have, make, might have made great and amazing music. But the muse that he is making, well, that he's using to make this music, like this amazing music, they are young girls. These are our little sisters, our little cousins. And I have a, I have a sister that's, you know, 11, about to be 12. And it's kind of sad to me that if R. Kelly see me, he wouldn't even be into me. He'll be more into her. But I'm, even, but I'm going to stop you right there, Dodge. But I get that. Well, Ivy. Ivy. Sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Girl, I'm so sorry. Um, I get sorry. <laughs> You're right, Ivy. They are our cousins and, and nieces and this and the third. And but what I'm if they were little boys? That, we ain't gonna go there. Really fucked, what I'm if they sure, were little boys? I'm sure they would have been drawn and quartered by now if they were little boys. But then we had to talk about if Mr. it had Jackson. been. But I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, sure. even though no one wants to hear it, if they had been little white girls or if they had been little boys, they would have been drawn. He would have been drawn and quartered by now. He'd be in jail for the rest of his life by now. If they were little boys? Yes, but it's a testament to how little this world cares about black girls. And that's why things like Black Girls Rock needs to exist. That's why the Black Lives Matter is so critical, because constantly... I know that R. Kelly is black, though, but the value that we place, the, the value or the lack of value we place on black girls is so apparent in situations like That's this. A good, that was like a different way to look at it that I didn't, like from the standpoint of how America just views black women, even when we go missing. Yeah. It ain't even that big we, of a deal. Have you ever, and this is just like, and I could be wrong, mm -hmm. this is just an honest question, though. You know when the Amber Alerts go up and they see, you always see these little kids? Mm -hmm. um, how often do you see a little black girl on these Amber That's Alerts? True. I'm sure that it does happen, though, but I honestly have never seen it. Me like, neither. So. Um, but and then the cops want to be making excuses, talking about you have to have certain, like, parameters to qualify for an Amber Alert. And I'm but just wait. like, but that don't sit well with me because when white people go missing, y'all got it on CNN, ABC, MSNBC, y'all got it on everything. But then let it be a black girl with yeah. a, a one-parent household. That's all y'all going to talk about. Oh, she willingly ran away. I hate that shit. Yeah, but wait, but wait. So I want to get back like to the family. Okay, so my thing is you're allowing your daughter, right? Because this was clearly not, this was like 2016. So you're allowing your daughter to go by herself to the studio with a known predator, but Oh, he makes good music, so it's nothing. Now, it's June of 2017. You said that you have not seen your daughter since December. This should have been out by the before January 1st. If my daughter, 
so like whatever ends up going and getting hitched with this known predator it's no way in the in a in the world that i'm waiting six months to now speak out yeah yeah it's no way but in the girl and then the way that the girl's 20 she's about to be 22 and then her video was a little scary to me too because I yeah, feel like she was definitely being coached. being coached. Her facial expression looked extremely terrified. And somebody said they yeah. saw shadows like on the bottom when they would so, ask her certain questions as if she was being like uh, directed to be like, like you know, wait, like, Mm-mm, don't touch on that. What happened? So like they have videos? So the girl has sent a video. Like to me, this is just a, it's a, it's a, like basically the girl um, had put it, like after her parents like did racist? this. No, no, this, the Girl's parents put up this, like, well, they did this press conference saying that R. Kelly is holding out daughter hostage, blah, blah, blah. So the girl, like, the daughter sent another video through TMZ saying, like, I'm okay, I'm fine, my parents are lying, I'm not taken, I'm here for my own will, blah, blah, blah. That's wild. I've never even heard of this. Real Stockholm Syndrome. So. I don't think I heard about this. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, saw both of the videos. It's kind of confusing just because. The other day. It's, yeah, it's it's confusing this. because everybody the whole the story is like R. Kelly got girls hostage, but then you got a girl that's saying like has a video out that's like I'm okay. That's why it's kind of like what the hell going on. And then at the same time, you got Usher out here giving girls herpes. Woo, and, let's and, talk and, about and, it. Wait, but hold up though. All right, okay. <laughs> Where did he get herpes but from? The question. Who the hell? What men? Don't got herpes probably in Hollywood. Ooh. I'm not sleeping with none of them. I'm sleeping with Wait, girls. I'm sleeping with girls. Okay. That man better not, not give me nothing. Guys, let's, let's be honest about this. You would not sleep with a man in Hollywood. For real, for real. I'm not sleeping with... The, I You're love Chris Brown. Chris Brown is my bitch. Chris Brown, my Dave East? Chris Brown You would not sleep with Dave East? Are you serious right now? I'm not. Y'all, he's not, he's literally I am away. fucking worse with Chris Brown. You not sleeping with that ass right now, my nigga. Like, what, what? East is different because how that nigga. I'm got, not saying that I'm sleeping with. Dave. I don't been in a position to sleep with Dave East. Did I? No, bro. That's I'm not right, that girl. You were though. I yeah. was in a situation to sleep oh, with him. Wait. Is what I'm saying. I was wait, wait, in a situation wait, wait. to sleep with him. This was about. Oh my god. I came back from Florida, y'all. So I was like, mm, I just, I'm ready to see Dave East when I get back to New York. It's so funny. Though. This is so funny, y'all. And Dave it's funny because I feel like when I talk about him, he's a New Yorker, and it's funny because we could still go to the hood and see him. Right. But I'm not like I know groupie junk. It's like he a celebrity. He a rapper. He, you know, whatever. Yeah, I'm yeah, giving him yeah. his props. Not yeah. a no, you know, whatever. So I'm just like, man, when I get back to New York, like, I'm, I'm trying to see Dave East. When he was there, he was celebrating his birthday. So it was like a lot of club events I was missing. So I was like, as soon as he hosts something, I'm going. So I got back to New York, and he was hosting a birthday party of his at house, like, literally a couple days later. I'm like, I'm going. I called my girl, like, all right, we out here. She, Because she already know the right. mission. Dave East is a mission in itself. So, <laughs> <laughs> this mm-hmm. is so funny. Oh, my God. So, um, nah, y'all, for real, because I don't even be telling <laughs> people. I'm, it's, it's different to say you got a crush on Dave East than Chris Brown, you know, like, yeah. especially as a New York girl. Because he's accessible. As a New York, because he's accessible, right. So, whatever. So, we had I house. Was I got my, I got a drawer of clothes, like, Dave East nights. Like, I could just pick one and go. <laughs> okay. So, I went out, and he got there. It was so crazy. I went to his section, and, like, as soon as I got in there within minutes, 
his peoples that he was with, like, yo, put your number on his phone. Like, you could tell. That's probably what they do. They go, they choose whoever they girls was. But at that moment, I was the chosen one. He like, yo, oh my put your God. number on. So ass. I'm like, all right, it's lit, it's lit, it's lit. So <laughs> I'm with my so girls. Wait, so right now you have Dave East numbers. I want to understand. No, it wasn't Dave East. It was um, somebody else in the crew. Like, somebody else in the crew. Listen, somebody else in the crew. They, like, put your number in his phone, whatever. So yes. Dave East right system. now has your number. No, yeah. I guess I just said no. I just said it okay. was a per. They okay. a he system. not the system. one getting the bitches. He got his niggas getting the bitches at the club for oh him. Oh my god! So crazy. Whatever. Um. So they like we about to go uptown. <laughs> so I'm with two girls. They like we about to go chill uptown. So we like we going uptown. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I need to be getting back to Brooklyn. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm going to go uptown. So we went. We was at this crib, chilling. Wasn't nothing going on. Dave East wasn't there. So we was about to leave. Um, Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm telling this story. So we was about to leave. So we was in the elevator with the guy, the original guy who we, like, met at the club who, like, was like, come uptown with us. Da, 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 da. So when he get to the elevator, he basically letting us know what's up. Like, all right, now we about to go to the hotel. Da, 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 we on this type of time. We like, oh, we ain't fucking nobody. He like, oh, I'm. That's the type of time we on. Like, what? We like, oh, we ain't on that type of time. We on so, big time. <laughs> we like, we just trying to chill. You know them girls. We just trying to chill. We just want to smoke. Um, but he was cool with it. He wasn't like being disrespectful. He was just like, oh, I'm just, I'm was just trying to put stuff out before we got to the hotel. We not on the same page. Like, this what we trying to do. Like, niggas not on no chill. So he shit did right that now. Collecting like, girls trying to, to kill. That's regular shit though. That's anything. Really? You know, that's regular. So we just like nah. So as soon as we get outside, he like, all right, I'm gonna call y'all a cab, whatever. Cause my homegirl, she left her car by the club. We rode up town with them. Soon as we get outside, y'all. Dave East is outside, right on the block, right around the corner from Mist. So funny. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, it's lit. And the cab pulled up. And it was like the way the setup outside was, it was a lot of guys. And then it was just like me and my friends. And I could have went and talked to him. Our cab pulled up. I was about to walk to the cab. Then I was like, I didn't come uptown to not talk to Dave East. Like right. he's right here. So I went and talked to him, introduced myself. He gave me a hug. I was like, I just want to shake your hand. He was like, no, give me a hug. He was like, what's your name? I was like, Daj. Actually, it's Dajrian. He was like. You were such a bird. Such a bird. You were a pretty little flamingo. You were such a bird, Daj. I can't wait to tell you my, like, when I meet So, um, I cannot wait. It's gonna be a Lord, little I'm different. Like, Daj, uh, Daj cause you gonna go for it. But see, yeah. I wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't that deep for me. But Will's talking. He like, where you from? I'm like Brooklyn. He said some cute little rapper shit about Brooklyn, whatever. Um, and I felt like I could have kept our conversation going because he was being very welcoming to me, very sweet, whatever. But the way the the niggas was outside, like I just felt like everybody was in my mouth. And mm -hmm. even if I would have been like on some. Let's go to the Let's hotel. just chill. I feel like he would have taken to that because what y'all about to do? We it's either we the bitches, we either leaving and nobody chilling, or this one little chicken head over here on the side about to do whatever she about to do and y'all night about to be over. But right I there. didn't say that because it was just where all the dudes was watching me. <laughs> but the most it exciting life. It could have happened, but I didn't. I wasn't that girl. So y'all, the next day, let me show y'all this picture. Ooh. So the next day on Instagram, oh the one you sent us, Dave East posts a picture, 
And, and was it was like it. 7 a.m. in Harlem was the caption. And it was like all the niggas outside, they was just chilling on the car. And you see me, focal point, at the end Shut of the picture. The Let me see this so picture. So crazy. See it. I didn't see this picture. And thank God. Dodge Twitter would be so lit if she Yo, had one. Thank so God. Lit. It was candid. Like, thank God I was looking cute and not like retarded talking right. mouth halfway twisted to the back of my neck like thank god i was looking cute but i think that it was dope details that you sent it in our chat oh yeah because he be posting a lot um but i think it was dope that like i, I was clearly seen in that photo because it was like all the niggas and proof and that then it, it actually was happened me. you know right and so i think it was dope that his caption wasn't like degrading or no shit like yeah we stay with a bitch or you know it was just like chill like 7 a.m in harlem he ain't say nothing that degraded me because i didn't degrade myself and he clearly saw me in that picture um, I think it's dope that when he see that picture and see me, it's gonna be like this: the girl that took her ass back to Brooklyn, right? It wasn't on no whole, you shit. know, no whole shit. Cause I'm a rememberable poster. Like he'll remember me if he see right. me again. And plus, I walked past that same building with Quana, like at a vibe event, and I'm like, yo, this look like the same block I saw at East yes. on, and his the the boy who like recruited us. You know from the club it's was right outside because told me to come I here really everything. like wish Recognize I can have that type of self-control around Rick Ross like bro I love that's my like but at the, at the same time like I have a whole plan on how like I'm gonna make him my man like I told you his girlfriend follows me right yeah oh you trying to get rid of old shorty oh yeah, yeah yeah I wrote her like oh my god I think you're so beautiful it would make my day if you follow me back shorty follow me back because we be playing chess. We not playing checkers. That's so, so funny. Y'all too. Y'all too. Y'all too so are next shit. she be liking my pictures. And she only follows about 300 people. So, one, this is good for Iconic. Because she's going to see it on time. Mm-hmm. Two, it's good for me. Because if when she lay down next to the nigga, she be like, oh, babe, look. Like, this girl, she's a fan of us. Or she's a fan of me, you know. I just hope she doesn't listen to the podcast. I don't care. <laughs> here, I guess, look, here's the picture. So I have a question. What happened? Do you think that Isn't that dope? Isn't that your self in a relationship determinative? So in the case of R. Kelly, mm-hmm. do you think that the girls present themselves as vulnerable? That's why he's able to take advantage? Um, is that Quana? Yes, that's Quana. Um I think Hi, did hey so the question Quana asks if you get in here is that do you think um, the way you present yourself is the way a relationship is going to go? So, like, in our Kelly situation, did the girls present themselves as vulnerable and that was, huh? And thirsty. And thirsty, and that's how, well, one, I can say, from my opinion, I feel like because he is a predator, he's very skilled in what he says and how he coerces, like, girls. And he's also a vulture of young girls. Like, you have to understand, it's not like he's going after grown women who have been through things. That, yeah. And it's not like he's on, not even on No Shade to Davies, because Davies is a rising star. But this is this man is a legend. So it's a different type of aura he brings already, which right. makes it dangerous that he's a predator, because right. it's easier for him to get victims. So like weather use, I don't, yeah. so I think that maybe they, yes, they could have been vulnerable, but that's because at the, they have that right to be. They're young. They're gr- like they're growing into who they're going to become as women. So for him to like 
stepping, I would never say, oh, because you were vulnerable. Like, no. Yeah. He goes after them at that peak point because he doesn't want them as women. So, I don't. So, I to agree. answer your question, I don't think that. I mean, in some cases, yes. The way you present yourself, a relationship can turn out in that way. But at the same time, and I think that is more of a question for two people who are like levelly on the same mental playing field rather than this guy that's considered a god it is a predator which is mm -hmm. super dangerous and these young girls like it's i don't think it has nothing to do with it it's more so i'm looking at r kelly on some like yes you make great music and i'm not at one point i really wanted to see him in concert but now i'm super turned off that i don't want to support anything he does but same why what happened to you that you can't be with a woman on your level like, were you touched as a kid? You know, like, there's, yeah. there's so many psychological questions that I have for this man because people are more so, like, laughing at the fact that he has a sex cult than really taking into account that this man has been doing this for years and no one has said anything. Literally nobody. Nobody in the community. So, I think this is more yeah, so, like, It's become serious. so normalized. But you know who has a really interesting perspective? Who? I think it would be really interesting. Um, Y'all ever watch, like, uh... Hollywood exes, I think, is a show. His wife, his ex-wife was on that show. Oh, yes. And she seemed oh. real level-headed, real, like, I don't want to say normal, but you know what I'm trying to say? I so know exactly yeah. like, How could you about. have married this? I like, like her. What, what, what her persona did he give I forgot you? her name. But the crazy thing I like is, I never heard of her until that until show. Until that show. So it's like. And she was like his and then you don't And you don't know what why they broke like to me it's like he's cheating on you with little girls like i wouldn't even be able to have a daughter with this man like he has a daughter that's what's so sick about it like i i really feel deeply about the situation because it's just like how old is his daughter i have no idea we gotta google that but he definitely has he a daughter have, did he have a daughter with a grown woman I don't know. Oh, that's no, but that's a real, that's a legitimate question. Cause that is with him. Like how old? Like is Aaliyah was fifteen. So Do you guys remember? It's so normalized. Sophomore in high school, for God's sake. What? Somebody put on social media like when it first came out. Whatever they said, R. Kelly did it. I mean, whatever they said, R. Kelly did. Yeah, he did it. No, they, it was oh, like whatever right. they said, R. Kelly did. He did it. He like did it's a that joke, shit. but it was like, but th that's sad because it has become so normalized, normalized that when you hear about R. Kelly and young girls, you be like, all right, next, what's what else is new? And I just feel like his peers, like who, no one's speaking who is out about it. Nobody is telling this man to stop. But that, but then that is right. It started at home too from those parents who knows the history and pattern of this man. Keep your babies away from him. Like but, in the article, the BuzzFeed article mm -hmm. talks about how the father of one of the young girls introduced her to R. Kelly. Are they no, one? I think the mother, the one I read, it was the mother. The mother that it allowed might be the them. I might yeah. Be reading it wrong. Because they was at his concert. It was concert. one of her parents right. who, like, set it up for them to talk and everything about her career and how excited they were because R. Kelly was going to do all these great things for her. And even when he was going through all them, because, you know, he only talks about God and does all them spiritual songs when he's going through some real legal shit. Whatever. We was really supporting this man through a freaking child pornography case. Like, like I really I really remember I, that time. Oh, <laughs> We really were championing like, this man. We were really, like, he was going through, like, I remember he performed at this awards. I don't know if it was BT or Soul Train Awards, where he sung that, like, that that real soulful, like, song that made him seem like a human and really made us all vulnerable. Like, he has, he has really power. Like, the entire world was 
like want him to get off of. He wasn't and he yeah. wasn't fighting no domestic. <laughs> not saying that makes it better, but no like he was child right. pornography like cases. universally we as humans regardless of racism right. and the third all agree that those those kind of crimes against children are egregious and honestly they're worth the death penalty right. like and then you can't go to jail like people in jail do not respect that like, like they even will people in jail you. will fuck you up like, over the anything kind of right. to, towards women and children they will kill right. you in there it's a high danger so as black people and, and as listeners of this show, I'm not trying to coerce your opinion of R. Kelly. I'm just trying to just shed light on how dangerous and the seriousness of this situation is, mm-hmm. and that you know, dividing we the need human either from to his like. Hand. I think we do need answers. Like, Even when we like when I was talking about it with my peoples, it <laughs> we was like, but remember that Best of Both Worlds album with Jay Z though, and like but, went to put on a dang R. Kelly and Jay Z album and was jamming instead of being like. Yeah, I just feel Bump like we nigga. need He's answers. Girls like I get like, it, it's a sticky situation. It's so normal. It's that not it's technically like... against the law, but um, that's super scary to me that these girls are in rent. Like it's kind of like ransom videos. You ever see somebody that's up for ransom? They got them in this space that you don't know. But where they're being it interviewed be. by TMZ. It's, exactly. So like, it's weird. So That's no one's like, using technology to track down these IP addresses, something. That's what I'm saying. It's weird. It's like that's why I that's why I kinda <laughs> blacked out from it. They the government the government they, be on some but they're super tapping my bud man fucking line, worried about a couple nicks and ounces of bud, and this man got Bitches, lo- not even locked up, but bitches in his power. Like they're twenty one though. They're but want to be tapping illegally. Adults, my I bud guess. man line. Like you should tap that man line. Like use your technology for good reasons. Stop locking up my drug dealer. Okay, let me stop. <laughs> That's me not being serious. And I just kind of my like, local <laughs> drug. No, but no, I. <laughs> but no, seriously. Like I feel like they had the resources to find these girls. Or I'm not even saying you need to go in on some SWAT team shit. But what's the crime though? Not even, but that's the what's thing. What's the problem? Just other like than said, only the only reason why we said these girls are being held hostage is because of the one parent. Bro, I would just send somebody a go get your damn child to just like randomly walk past. That, but that's what I'm saying. But She's just grown, go so check it out. The... Right. My whole thing is why can't you? Why can't I see my child? Why can't? I, why doesn't my daughter want to see me? Like, if you are perfect, that that whole then situation does not make sense. How you raise at all? Her. Not even if you go into R. Kelly concerts with her, and going and and making memories with her, and then all of a sudden she doesn't want to see you. That's something that that raises answers. Like, I mean, raises questions, raising eyebrows. Like, like yes, I do question their motive in a sense of like the timing, but at the same time, like I kind of like sit back and be like. I can't imagine, like, a man, and this is me at 15, like, because I know I was naive at times, too. But even if I was to go run off with a guy, I would never not want to see my parents. Right. Or I would never But not that's an individual thing, and that's uh, R. Kelly, the person, and the parent. That that ain't nothing for the FBI. That's something they got to figure out. It's sad, and it's messed up, but that but again, a grown, she's 20, she'll be 22. Yeah, who put but out it goes video. back what to we what say? I said before about why it doesn't seem like legally anything can be done because all of them were of the age of consent. Yeah, this even no goddamn what illegally send somebody to just we walk don't have by to just pray for the girls. Up. That's all we could do. That's 
Yeah, and stop supporting his known and yeah because predator. pray and stop supporting him. Like, that's all we could do. But that's it for this week. A week. Oh, I wish this was weekly. I'd be missing you girls. If for this month. Um, Me too. I know, right? So maybe that's something um, for the listeners, something that we've been discussing to have more than one episodes. And we've been, I mean, more than one per month. And since we've been hearing that feedback from our listeners that they want to hear us more than once. That's something that. I mean, we got to work out the logistics. We're going to work on. Yeah. We got to work out the logistics and happy. Because we. I mean, I'm not opposed to once a week. Me neither. But at the same time, like, I do. Lo- it's like a gift and a curse that we all have our own separate. Like, we. Or twice, twice a month. A month. Yeah, twice, twice a month. Because we all are super, like, on the go. Like, yes. even getting to record. Guys, y'all got to see this group chat. I be feeling for Kwana. Because I want to be like, all right, well, y'all just let me know. <laughs> That's yeah. how I know when quantity get fed. She starts the sentence like, "All right, well, y'all just let me know." So we finally have a new email where you can email us questions, concern, love, and praise, or you know, hate mail, whatever you like to do online. No hate will be allowed. We don't need no hate. And tolerate it. <laughs> Black girl magic vibes. Okay. Email. Yeah, keep us. that bad energy. <laughs> questions will be, I think, uh, appreciated. I think it will be yeah. cool to hear, and they could be random. Um, like, and we could just have a fun, like, question and answer session. Yes. So we need send in the questions, just whatever you want to hear about. If it's, if it's specifically to one of our brands, if it's about something you heard on this episode, a past episode, something you want to hear about. Right. Let, us, Let know. us know. Let yeah. us know. You can send us questions, love, praise, inquiries at carefreeblackgirlpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me, I.S. Jones, on Twitter at isjonespoetry.com. You can find me, Dodge, at everything NY. And my portfolio should be back up and running very soon. So be on the look for the lookbook from Loft Life. Hey, hey. And you can follow me at Ivy Like Blue, no E at the end, on Instagram and on Twitter. And be sure to check out my new series, Iconic. And it actually stars our I.S. Jones, and it's about, like, again, female enthusiasts of hip-hop discussing the greats, so. You can follow me right now at Twitter, at Where She Begins, and then on Instagram, I'm Brianna Danielle underscore. Also, join the Facebook community, Wild is Free, for anything plant-based related. It's really cool. We have, like, um... Q&A, live cooking sessions. It's a really, really dope, supportive group. People are talking in there already, sharing recipes. So I'm super excited about that. Um, so yeah, that's it for me. Yeah, we'll see you guys August 12th. Yep, yeah. In Harlem. In Harlem. Oh! Harlem. Harlem. I can't wait to. Yeah, I cannot uh, wait to. Yeah, well, Kwan is always there. I asked them. I'll come through. I live in come Queens, through. y'all. It's I'm lit. We're we gonna have Seven. the um, love and come one down. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, you make my love come down. Did y'all see that bl- video? Real quick. That video of Blue Dancing. Oh my God. Oh! Did y'all see how smart it did? Oh my God. So All right. Later, guys. Later. Bye. Let me know, better let me know